Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome everybody to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom Podcast. And I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. As you know, I scour the globe, look for entrepreneurs, influencers, thought leaders on the cutting edge, making a dent in today's world. And I'm happy to introduce Alicia Galati, and she's a agency owner and podcast strategist. And so I talk about time, financial, location, health, freedom. Alicia's agencies launched 15 podcasts, produces 20 plus shows. She works with business owners who want to use their podcast to grow their audience, can land speaking gigs, new clients, etc. So with that, it's going to be a great conversation and I'm really excited. So Alicia, welcome. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I am very excited to talk all things podcasting. I get so excited talking about podcasting. Yeah, and podcasting is like the undiscovered territory. It's like it's like still nascent and um, tell us more about your story, how you got started and what you do. Yeah. So I've been in the online business space for quite a while. Uh, I want to say seven, eight years now at this point. So it's been a minute that I've been in the online space. I uh, started off doing a little bit of everything while I was also working full time. I had just become a mom and I was also going to school to finish my bachelor's at the same time. So just trying to hustle a little bit of everything, you know, and uh, always wanted to have more, you know, this idea of entrepreneurship and being able to set your own prices and not have to work a certain number of hours or overtime in order to get paid a certain amount. And that always appealed to me. So got into the online space there. And then in 2015, discovered podcasts and was like, oh my goodness, this is incredible. I love listening to them. And then I actually just got a memory in my Facebook yesterday that said six years ago, I was in my very first podcast interview, which is like, what? That's bananas. <laughs> and then move forward, I had built up my pretty much nine to five corporate job as an inventory strategist and the data behind it and worked in manufacturing plants and things like that. And then got laid off because of, you know, COVID <laughs> happened mm -hmm. and got laid off and was like, you know what, I had been planning on taking this podcast management full time already. Like this was the goal. Was the universe kind of kicking me off the proverbial ledge, so to speak. I'm going to do it. And I mean, three years later now, have grown my agency. Like you said, launched 15 plus podcasts. We manage about 20 shows on a regular basis. So either weekly or biweekly, depending on the client and really just focusing on 
them using their podcast. I know a lot of people are looking at podcasting and like, oh, sponsors and make tons of money and like all this stuff. And it's like, mm, yeah, that's not really how it works, but <laughs> let's talk about it. Right. And so helping them really find their voice, use their content purposefully uh, and ensuring that it's actually turning their listeners into leads or into speaking gigs or into potential collaborations. Mm. Yeah, I love that. Um, you know, I think most of the listeners, they're familiar with launching in what I love about you is you you take it the next step is you talk about being intentional, like how to use um, and we'll talk about, you know, first thing is how to generate leads, like real leads for your podcast. Yeah. So generating leads for your podcast is not as difficult as it sounds. And you do not have to have thousands of listeners to do this. Right. So we had a client, <clears throat> excuse me, where they had someone binge listen to 19 of their past episodes the next day they got on a call and said i want to be in your six thousand dollar program like i don't like you don't even need to sell it to me i'm in like just here's my credit card that's what i love to see is those kinds of results right so being really intentional about the topics that you're talking about on your podcast making sure that what you're actually talking about is things that your audience is struggling with because you want to create that you're giving away all this information. Maybe it's not tailored specific to them and their situation, but it still is really helpful in content and really helpful information. And then when they realize, oh my goodness, you've got all this free content and all this free information that's helped me. What's it going to be like when I can pay you and you can just talk to me and not all of these people? And so I really love to, to really focus on that content side, number one. And then we talk about the marketing side. So making sure that you're actually getting in front of your audience is so important. So many podcasters, they'll start a podcast. They're like, all right, it's there. You know, there's that saying, uh, build it and they will come. That That's that. That's how it works. <laughs> that's how anything works, guys. I'm so sorry. But it's not how podcasting works either. You have to let people know. Almost like you just keep talking about it and keep talking about it. And oh my gosh, you talked about it yesterday, but you know what? I'm going to talk about it today. Did you know I have a podcast? So keep talking about it to your ideal client, to the people that you want to connect with. Another way that I've seen some clients do this where they're using their podcast to generate leads, and this is a little flipped, but I love it. Instead of focusing on your audience as the potential clients, focusing on the guests that you have on as your potential clients. So interviewing people that you would love to work with and getting them on your show and talking to them, talking through those struggles that they might be having, then you don't really have to worry about the marketing your podcast side because you're already having those conversations with the people that you want to have them with. And then if it feels like a natural progression at the end of the call, say, hey, I noticed you mentioned that you're struggling with this. That's actually something that I help people with. Do you want to chat about this further? Like, you know, and make it very non-creepy, right? Because there's a line between like pitching in a really creepy way and pitching in an authentic way that that is aligned with your values, the person's values and getting clients in a way that feels good. So those are the the two main ways that I've seen people get clients from podcasts. Yeah, that's one. Uh, 
<laughs> and, uh, I'm very familiar with this. there's a strategy for everything. And then uh, one thing talking about um, mistake podcasters make that is costing them leads. That's really interesting. What are they may not be aware of it or, you know, they may just, you know, tell us more about that. Yeah. So one of the number one ways that people make mistakes when it that's actually costing them leads is when they are promoting other people's products on their podcast. So you might have like if you're someone who listens to true crime podcasts, you've probably heard the Casper mattress commercial 50 million times, right? So if you're a business owner, don't have a Casper mattress commercial on your podcast. That does not make sense. Actually talk about what it is that you do. And some people might feel like, oh, but I don't want to have ad space in my podcast. And how do I talk about it in a way that feels natural? Super easy. How I just did previously where I said we had a client where we were working through this and they got this result. Now, it shows my credibility. It shows that I know what I'm talking about, that my clients are getting results. And it's not done in a way that's like, here's my program, buy my program. <laughs> First of all, I don't have programs for that reason because yeah, I don't like them very much. <laughs> and that's not how I like to serve my clients. I like to do it more one-on-one. -on -one. And so when you talk through those results, when you talk through in the conversations that you're having with your audience, the things and the results that you're getting, that's an ad. Like you're you're able to kind of paint this picture for them. And a lot of people don't do that. The other thing to add into that with the whole ad space and talking about what you do is actually make an offer to your audience. Actually mm -hmm. let them know if you're struggling with what we talked about today, book a call. Let's chat. Like, let's have a free session. We'll talk through this. And if we want, if you want more information, then we can talk through that as well. Those are very natural ways. I had someone that were like, I want to make money for my podcast. I want to make money for my podcast. I was like, when was the last time that you talked about what you do? Like what you as the host actually do in your business for your clients? And she was like, uh, I don't remember. <laughs> it's like, there you go. That's the first thing you can do. Tell people how they can work with you. Because more likely than not, if they're showing up on a regular basis, they want to know how to work with you. Yeah, I love that. And um, really just basically, um, you know, as you said, um, putting it yourself out there, you know, make it known and, uh, you know, going forth. One thing that a lot of people would ask in, you know, because they want to monetize their podcast is what's, what are the main, uh, like kind of, uh, I was looking at this, um, recent, uh, Twitter post by, uh, Roberto Blake. He's a famous YouTuber and he's like, you know, um, trying to put things in context. And he's like, you know, uh, there's only like top 1% are really making a lot, you know, the rest are kind of, um, so kind of give numbers about, um, monetization numbers around podcasts. Yeah. The majority of podcasters do not make any money from their shows. Like I don't have an exact number, but it's a really big percent. I want to say like 98% don't make any money. Whereas then you have the people who are maybe making a little bit from sponsors or ads or things like that. And at that point, 
you're maybe making a hundred bucks a month. It's really not a lot of money, which is why I like to focus on those business owners making sure that that content is good. So that way you get someone on the phone who's like, yes, here's my credit card, <laughs> thousands of dollars. Here you go. That's what I would rather see than you only making pennies from a show that you're putting so much effort into and so much time into. It's not worth it, which is why so many people actually stop podcasting. I believe it's 99% of people who start a podcast do not make it past 25 episodes. Mm. So if you make it past 25 episodes, you're already in the top 1% of people who have made it to that far. And also like creating benchmarks for podcasting that actually makes sense for you. So if you're someone who's like, look, I want to create a podcast about my business or I want to create a podcast about whatever, then creating benchmarks like all right, I made it past 10 episodes, celebration time. <laughs> I made it past 25 episodes, celebration time. I had a listener reach out and talk to me, celebration time, like really celebrating those little wins, even though it's not like I made thousands of dollars from my podcast. You should definitely celebrate that. But if you're not making that, still celebrate those little things. Otherwise, you're not going to want to keep podcasting. And at that point, Unless you go into podcasting with the intention of a bookend, like it's a limited series or it's going to be just about these topics, then you're going to stop podcasting before you really intended to. Or you're going to, yeah, you're going to stop podcasting before you intended to. And I don't want to see that happen. Yeah. It's, yeah. And it's really like if once you put it in the context, it's like, um, you know, because there's, uh, I can't remember the exact numbers, but it's like, uh, it's like you said, it's like, uh, you know, majority of podcasts are not active. It's like, um, it's only a very few that are just consistently. And, um, so, you know, the, the, um, the, the pond is actually quite small, especially in your like niche, like it's particular topics. Um, what, uh, what one thing is, uh, what, what makes a good quality podcast, uh, you know, um, you know, how does, what are some elements or traits that you're seeing? Yeah. So right now, as we're going into 2020, quality is more important than ever. It can't be a indie style, slap it up there and let's hope for the best kind of attitude. <laughs> like you really can't go into podcasting that way. <laughs> to your point of the number before, it's of 5 million active podcasts, only 40,000 are actually active and publishing on a regular basis. So when you keep that in mind, knowing that people have millions of other podcasts that they could be listening to, or even thousands if they're only listening to active podcasts, then keep in mind, what can you do to set yourself apart? So if someone is deciding between two podcasts, yours being one of them, and the audio quality on one is subpar, and the audio quality on yours is good, and the content is good, they're going to choose your podcast to listen to regularly. So that quality piece of making sure the audio quality is good and also making sure the content is good. I read a post recently. I want to say it was on entrepreneur.com or something like that, where they were saying that thought leaders do tend to listen to podcasts. And the majority of them are saying that nothing that's said is new or groundbreaking, that they'll actually stop listening to the podcast because there's this promise of, wow, I'm a thought leader and there's this information and it's going to be great. And then they get on there and they're like, I could get this anywhere. Like, this is not new stuff. So really 
the content, making sure that it is thoughtful, that it is actually something that someone is cannot just Google and get their answer, that it is groundbreaking information, which means that you have to be intentional, right? About the guests that you have on, about the content that you're doing solos on. And so really those two things, the audio quality and then the content quality, those are going to make the difference. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Uh, guests. And, um, you know, like when I, when I'm searching, I'm looking for like, you know, someone who has like new idea or if it's like a new term or like, I like to, you know, kind of familiarize or, you know, a, you know, famous person, celebrity, you know, these are all really great ways. Uh, one thing I love about podcasting is almost like, it's almost like, um, direct to your fan, you know, it's not, it's not dependent on like YouTube or, you know, it's like, it's like very intimate. They you're in their head listening. Um, and that's, tell us about how to get raving fans, um, you know, before launching a podcast during a podcast and, and, and that continual, um, customer interaction. Yeah. So what I love about podcasting, like you said, it is really intimate. Like you are with your listeners, in their most intimate moments, they're walking their dog, they're doing dishes, they're cleaning around the house, they're maybe making dinner, they're in their car driving to work. So you're sitting there with them having a conversation. Or if there's someone like I used to listen to podcasts in the shower because it was literally <laughs> the only time I had alone to listen to a podcast and especially listening to true crime. Like I have little kids. I can't have that pl blasting through the house, you know? So like that was the only time. So literally my most intimate moments, <laughs> someone is there in my ears and it creates what I like to call the celebrity effect. And I've seen this happen where, you know, people will go to a conference and they'll hear a podcaster's voice and they'll say, are you so-and-so? And they're like, uh, yeah, I am. That's weird that you know me. And they're like, oh my gosh, I listened to your podcast. And they almost fangirl over these people, which is, I love it. It's so incredible. But it creates that celebrity effect. So in order to create that celebrity effect, or you launch your podcast, so let's talk before and then during and then after. Before, actually tell people that you are launching a podcast. I don't know how many times I have seen someone say something new is coming. Just tell us, <laughs> tell us you're launching a podcast. We want to know, get people excited, create almost like your street team or your, you know, your hype people who are also going to tell their audiences that your podcast is coming. Take time and effort up front. Now, Mo you'll see programs and things out there that say, launch a podcast in 24 hours, launch a podcast in two weeks, launch a podcast in 30 days. I actually do not recommend doing any of those things. Take two months and two of those weeks should be extensive market research. Like what kind of effort would you put into starting a YouTube channel that you're actually intending to grow? That same amount of effort should be going into launching a podcast. So when you get your audience excited about the content that's coming, it creates those raving fans. We had people, this was a, for a hobby podcast that my sister and I did about cults. And we were talking to our audience for three months before we launched because it was new. We didn't have an established audience. We wanted to get people excited. And we had people in our DMs constantly. When is this podcast coming out? That's what you want. Create that excitement and that like FOMO of like, when is it coming? I want it. I want it. So then during the launch, keep talking about it. Tell your audience to share it. Do some type of like 
$25 Amazon gift card giveaway or something that is going to get more shares, more likes, more follows in that first week. That'll also land you on a lot of good charts. You're more likely to land on charts in those first few weeks. So that'll help with that as well. And then in the post, so say you're at 25 episodes and you're like, man, this is not working. People are not interacting. How do I kind of get that excitement going again? Yeah. Create almost a celebration. Like I was talking about that 25th episode, knowing that only 1% of podcasters make it to that point, celebrate almost as if it's a relaunch to get people excited to actually have conversations. I had a client recently, she hit 200 episodes, which is like incredible, right? Like 200 episodes, holy cow. <laughs> she hit that and she asked her audience to send in listener questions. And those questions would be answered on air. If they weren't answered on the 200th episode, they would be answered on the following episodes after that. And everyone who submitted a question would be entered for a free session with her. She got at least 15 people's emails questions like their thing that they are struggling with that is incredible that gets her right into the ear of her potential clients to know what they're struggling with she can tailor all of her future content around those questions so there's 15 episodes right there that she could use for her solo episodes like if you're struggling excuse me with this here's how to handle this so those are the three ways the pre-launch the during launch and then post-launch one thing uh i know as we were kind of um uh really close to the end of it talk about uh, maintain your podcast because workflow is an issue because you're initially you're dealing with like new equipment and you know guests and then how do you maintain your podcast with this tried and true workflow that you described yeah so you want to go into it with that um pre excuse me pre-production where you are focusing on that content piece, actually planning it out and knowing that how bad, how is it that you work best? So if you're someone who likes to batch things and that feels good, then do that. If you're someone who needs to set aside time every single week to work on this, then do that as well. I would also say always have something as a backup in case you're sick because that happens and then you're like scrambling and that's not good. <laughs> So always have those things so that pre getting everything together during production, have a checklist of, all right, this is what how I handle my audio. This is what I'm looking for. If you're someone who does a lot of solo episodes and you just want to clean it up easily, stop talking for 10 seconds. You'll see it right there in the audio that you met, made a mistake there and you can fix it easily. Mm. Then knowing what graphics do I need to create, create templates. Don't reinvent the wheel with this, guys. Like, keep it super simple. Create those graphics and then get those scheduled in some type of social media scheduler. Those four things and then rinse and repeat. Literally, it does not have to be super complicated. You don't have to create new things every time. Like, we have templates for everything. So between show notes, the copy that we put on social media is almost the same every time. We just switch it out based on the bullet points of that guest that time. So making sure that you have those templates is definitely going to help you. That way you're not working more and more and more for a podcast that's most likely not going to make you a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, and then speak to um, starting an agency and um, uh, speak to that and transitioning from, you know, um, kind of a podcaster into, you know, more of a business owner. Yeah. So this has been 
really interesting. Most people in the online space, they look at agency almost bad. <laughs> like a lot of people don't like agencies or the idea of owning an agency mm. in that they believe that the agency owner doesn't make a lot of money. That was one of my most important values going into this. I'm the sole financial provider for my family. My husband is a homemaker and he homeschools our kids. Like our dynamic is pretty interesting in that way. So knowing that I have to make a certain number amount of money, knowing that I want to pay my team really well, I had to set up my agency in a way that is both lean and specialized and creating those templates. So that way my team isn't struggling to figure out what it is that they need to do. And that's been a really interesting kind of transition going from, you know, five years of just doing it myself and being the only person. But it's allowed me, especially as someone who is quite type A and like there's my way and then the wrong ways to do things. There's only my way. That's the right way to do it. Templates are everything. And then also just being able to like release the idea that things have to be done my way right so like <laughs> yes they have the templates but also like giving them some room and flexibility which is still learning <laughs> for sure um to make mistakes and to do things in a way that is like no this makes sense for them so okay perfect yeah, i love that how can uh what i love this conversation i love podcasting um how can people contact you follow you check out your website and reach out to you yeah. So if you go to listeners to leads.com, you will see my podcast there. I talk through all these things and more launching a podcast, content marketing, content monetization, and launching. So all of those things. And then you'll also be able to see my website there where you can, if you're looking for some support in the podcasting, whether you are launching or have launched and you're just struggling, happy to support you. We have free content as well as paid content over there. And uh, for all the audience out there, um, let's thank Alicia for her time, for coming onto the podcast, really kind of um, delving into the more nitty gritty specific. Be sure to reach out to her on social media. All of her resources mentioned will be in the links and show notes. And with that, thanks so much for a wonderful conversation. Yes, thank you for having me. listening if you liked it be sure to like comment share subscribe we're on everywhere spotify itunes google amazon audible and without much ado be sure to thank this show's sponsors and we'll see you next week